<laughs> Your therapy stick makes you make a lot of noises. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the intro. <laughs> I say nailed it, but people are going to have even more questions. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and unbelievable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your more than semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is January 13th, 2021, and this is the bonus pod. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, well, it's an emergency pod. There's uh, big trades uh, around the league, and uh, they affect us very much, so we're talking about that. Uh, joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? I am so excited. This is what the Undebeatables was invented for. Uh, I would normally call you guys and freak out. Instead, we're just going to do it all together online. Uh, also, real briefly, uh, listen to the previous show. Um, uh, you went to the Undegoogleables, and I was like, shit, I know the answer to this one. Um, uh, I had uh, learned uh, in, in school that uh, rule of thumb was a, about the size of a switch to beat a woman with. And uh, the fact that you guys decided that that was not the case, and that's why Undebeatables uh, is useful even to people that think they know the right answer. So thank you guys for your civic duty well, you are apparently not alone <laughs> oh yeah for sure <laughs> this is a well entrenched fake news this is widespread well I'm, I'm glad that we're debunking it appreciate you guys very much and co- hey by the way congratulations on the tweet you just sent that's that's a big step I, for you. hey look i'm i'm proud of myself i got real excited about the old ebo thing and it gave me some sort of courage and i felt like i met the moment yeah Atta you did boy. a good thing at a boy. <laughs> From Boise, Idaho, in the birthday bunker out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Shouting out basketball. It's yeah. an abnormal day, but, you know, in relative terms, super normal. Stuff's happening. Yeah. Great distraction. Thank you, basketball. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, just very quickly, um, I'd like to remind you, this show is brought to you by you, by our supporters at patreon.com slash uh, Thank you to everyone 
who has supported us over there. As little as a dollar a month can help support our show. Um, and we've really been uh, excited about the, um, the people that have uh, um, visited there and, and shown their support. So the unbeatables.com, uh, I'm sorry, the patreon.com slash unbeatables um, to support us. And um, there's some uh, uh, levels to get koozies and, and some other benefits too if uh if that's something you're interested in yeah this show also brought to you by joey gafrida who does most of the work so. <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah yeah thank- pays for our stuff because we're mooches thank you <laughs> um thank you joey for doing all that also this would be a really exciting time to be a patreon uh this is the kind of stuff where you would get all of our panicked uh you know slack messages it's worth uh, being five dollar a month guy. Slack was uh, was was uh, active today. Slack so, uh, was invented for moments like these. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. All right, guys. So the, the reason we're here uh, on a, a Wednesday night, which we almost never ever do, was a big trade um, across the league. The four. So let's let's break it down. Four team trade. Uh, let's talk about the one most relevant to us first. Uh, Pacers move Victor Oladipo and in return get Karis LeVert and a second round draft pick. How do we feel about this? Colson, is this, I mean, I heard, last I heard this was his city. But yeah. now he's in Houston. So um, I have a lot of feelings. That, now there's a shocker. <laughs> no, I mean, I, look, I've had a, a, a few hours to, to think about this. Um, before this trade happened, uh, <clears throat> Victor Oladipo at one point was all the way up to uh, nine on my uh, Pacers all-time uh, favorite Pacers list. Um, and, you know, with some of the offseason stuff, and I was a little nervous about you know uh, how he handled that and and the trade rumors and whether he was fully all in there was there was rumors about whether he was comfortable with Brogdon being the leader because he was used to being the leader he had kind of faded down to, he was around maybe 12 or 13 um as of today that's still really high on all of the Pacers ever in the history of the Pacers and the reason is is because this guy came in after the tumult the tumult of uh trading Paul George um and changed our culture. Um, he was not only our best player, had an All-NBA season, uh, went ahead and led us into the playoffs and took the eventual uh, you know, Eastern Conference champions to seven-game playoff series in the first round, um, hit clutch shot, shot after clutch shot all season long and in the playoffs. Um, but beyond that, he changed the way we thought about ourselves as a team. We were confident. We were happy. Um, people wanted to go into work. This guy did that for us. And um, the fact that he's leaving gives me no joy. However, I think this was a very good trade. If that's fair. Buddy, your feelings are valid here. It's a safe space. Safe space. I, I agree with a lot of that. I mean, certainly outwardly, uh, well, I mean, just turn back the clock a little bit and remember that, you know, how lucky we were to get Victor and, and Domas together back for Paul George. I mean, right. there were those at the time who said that we got fleeced. There were those at the time who said we fleeced them. I mean, who knows, right? Uh, 
time has told and we won yes which is awesome we won and you're right victor in concert with a, a very good management um and a bunch of really great teammates help turn this culture around that is definitely a thing uh and that part that that contribution for vic it won't be forgotten you can't uh, take it I away think, no but you can mar your legacy with a team <laughs> yes yes as we've learned there are and guys you know, that are not allowed on the Pacers all-time list i don't think fix one of those guys no vic is not one of those guys i now that said, you know, we still don't know for sure about some of the comments that maybe were made to other players on other teams. I certainly can't hold this one against management. He gave us more than reason to think that he didn't want to play for us, right? And he may be happy with the new coach and maybe happy with the new guys, you know, and maybe that stuff is fake news. Like, I, I don't really know. But if we believe the stuff that's put in front of us, I certainly understand why management did what they did. And I agree. I think we did really well in it. Um, you know, I Vic is an exciting player. He's finally looking back to 100%. Uh, he's going to be, you know, a centerpiece on that team for, you know, hopefully years and years to come. And hopefully he's really, really happy there. But I, I think we did pretty well here for what it was. And, you know, thanks. Thank you. Just straight up thank you to Vic for, for everything he gave this organization. He's a guy who's passionate about the game and – regardless of all the other stuff we know he gave a hundred percent to us. So thanks for that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, one of the things is, you know, there was, you know, he had uh, been injured and, and, and spent so much time coming back and a lot of stuff happens while you're, you know, in the, uh, you know, trying to, to get better in the rehab and you're not with the guys every day and um, the team changes and the uh, personalities of the team changes and, um, you know, you come back from that and, and want it to be the same, but it's different. And, um, you know, there was rumors that, um, you know, Oladipo's positivity, uh, his powerful positivity could also potentially be equally negative if he wasn't happy. And that, that's kind of what was going on. And, you know, I, I was really concerned, but in this offseason, um, but it had seemed early in the season that, that uh, he had bought back in. You know, I mean, he was, I thought he looked spry. Um, he um, had some of his explosiveness back. Um, you know, he hit that, uh, he's had a couple huge shots, uh, uh, including that, you know, shot from Metairie, uh, as Harper said, uh, against the New Orleans. Uh, he's got the clutch gene. He's always had it. You know, he also uh, stole the ball immediately. Uh, after that shot to make that comeback happen. Um, he's a very special player. You know, I felt like, you know, with all of the, the, the trade talks in the offseason and all of the discussion that maybe he was being, um, you know, a bad apple or a poison in the locker room or going to other teams and asking to be, you know, asking to play on their team, um, that maybe he was buying in under Bjorkren. And so I thought this thing was sort of settled. And so I was settling into... This is the next chapter with Old Depot, and he's going to be our second or third best player, and that makes us really good, right? I mean, if you've got Sabonis and Brogdon kind of being one A, one B, and then you fit in a, an Old Depot there with that kind of All NBA talent, um, this team is incredibly dangerous. And so I sent this to uh, you know, kind of this 
idea and my sadness about losing him to a friend of the show, Mike Morrow. And his response was, I think Oladipo was being a little bitch and they dumped him. You can quote me on that. And so we have. (laughs) So, So we have. So maybe I'm being a little naive. Uh, Mike might be right. You know, it could have been that this is this this guy just needed to be out of there, and uh, it's time to start over. I, I got a I got a, a little bad taste in my mouth. You know, before the bubble last year. You know where, um, like I'm all for, you know, people fully recovering and not playing when they're uncomfortable with that. But um, when it became when it became clear he was gonna forfeit a bunch of money, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh yeah, I'll be there. That's cool, and then he. You know, played fine. Um, he played well. Not a great know. look. No, not, not a great, great look. look. No. And and uh, and you know, some of his answers before about like his contract, whether he's coming back. They yeah. they there were some of those sort of shades of I'm a pacer. There's no way around it. Yeah, uh, that, exactly. <laughs> no, that exactly. might have been a direct quote. It's <laughs> kind of stuff. Nothing like I that. could do about it. Yeah. And, direct uh, quote from Paul George, requoted. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So stuff While like I'm that. here, look, I'm a pacer. <laughs> look, man, I, I, you know, he was so much fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, unfortunately, things got weird with his injury. Are you right? Like, you know, he came back when he came back to play. Um, yeah, this is Brogdon's team now, and um, I mean, that may not be the role that he wants, and it it may have just been just unfortunate, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and also like to be to be truthful, I was a little bit concerned about um, you know him coming back and, and playing to the level he was uh, pre-injury, and and it, he was getting better. I mean, it was it was he had games this season where he looked fantastic, he looked where he bouncy. He mm-hmm. did look bouncy, and he did not last year at the end of the season. No, did. I agree. Yeah, last year he looked like uh, a replacement player, and yeah. this year he started to look a little bit like shades of all star. Sure. So, so I'm. I'm happy. There's other look. There's other things that go along with this too, um, where the Pacers are just on, on the money uh, front. Um, Scott Scott Agnes tweeted out that they're under the the luxury tax threshold, so that'll save some some cash there. Um, we we have no idea. You know, if the Pacers weren't confident that he was going to resign, then he could have walked, and that's not great. And also, uh, you know, Karis LeVert's contract is longer. And so if we like him, um, we've got, a, you know, that makes our, our core of uh, players together. We've been really enjoying this continuity. Um, we're locking up a bunch of guys for several more years, um, which, look, if this works out, it could, it could pay off really well for, for, for several years. And that, that could be phenomenal. I really do want to be as fair as I can to Vic. And, you know, at, at the time, we all know how tough rehab can be. And it is easy to get into, like, a tough headspace and coming back. Like, it was all a lot. But even when all that stuff was happening, you know, and he was making his decision about the bubble, this pod was like, hey, you know, I we understand why you don't want to risk injury. Like, this stuff made sense. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think For that sure. we were very fair to him. Um but I think as management, you do have to take that stuff into account when it's time to make tough decisions. And I agree, Colson. It's likely that he was buying back in. I do think he's a good soldier. And, 
you know, a lot of this stuff is just how hard it is to readjust after a really tough, like there's a lot of moving parts. I think Vic is a great dude. I think he's going to do great in Houston. Yeah. Um, but there is no way to be mad at management uh, doing what they did with the information they had. If it looks anything like the information we had. Yeah. And they have more than we do. Right. I mean, you know, actually, I mean, I think Pritchard even said that, you know, they had kind of lost contact, you know, over what had been uh, an incredibly. I mean, uh, that's worse than some information yes. is no information. Yeah. They had been really well. When connected. you leave me with no information, mm-hmm. you leave me with no choice but to assume the worst. And I will. <laughs> I think Bjorkren had come in and helped that. Um, and, 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 and helped bridge that, uh, because he is a very hands-on coach and he knows how to text apparently. Yes. And he knows how to text, which, you know, I, I think, uh, as foreign to Nate McMillan as Twitter is to Jonathan. He, yeah, no, I think Nate was still faxing dudes. I think is what ah. was happening. <laughs> gotcha. It's the old facsimile mission. Um, so, so that, that I'm sure that made a difference. And, you know, I, like, I agree with you. I, I, I really hope uh, a lot of good things for Victor Oladipo. I assume that he's going to go out uh, to uh, Houston and have an all NBA type rest of the season. I mean, he's a guy that goes in positively to new situations. Mm -hmm. And I think he's going to really, I think he's getting his athleticism back and he's going to take this new opportunity and he's going to do some great things. And I think the Rockets are going to be a dangerous team now. I'm really excited for him. I think it's a great new opportunity. Um, the team shifted while he was rehabbing, and that's and that sucks, and that's hard. And I don't blame him for that. Um, but I do. Well, no, I guess a, I can't. I mean, you kind of can't. At the end of the day, it's his <laughs> job as a professional to get through it. Like I, I, I'm being as you know sympathetic as it can be. And like I said, I, I agree with you, Colson. Like he's going to go to Houston and make you know a difference there this year. And I have no doubt that the blue and gold and, and La La will suit him well next year. So, good luck. <laughs> Colson, um, the, the topic that you clearly been, you've been tiptoeing around is uh, Donnie Walsh left very recently. Mm. He walks out the door. He was the glue. And then, and then a week later, two weeks later, Oladipo's gone. Yeah. What's going on behind the scenes? Well, I mean, so there's a couple conspiracy theories here that I think are very obvious if you just look at the pieces, right? <laughs> Which is, I think that there was discussion about trading Oladipo, and I think Donnie mm-hmm. Walsh was totally against it. And he said, if you're going to trade Oladipo, I'm going to walk away. And they I'm said, go ahead and resign. We're trading Oladipo's ass. Or you can say that... Um, uh, Walsh and Oladipo at some point had a blood pact, mm-hmm. you know, one of those, it was a spit pack or a blood pack or whatever. And he said, if I go, you go one of those things. That also might've been it. I mean, those seem like equally viable options. to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm really impressed by the, uh, the cork board you have behind you with the strings uh, connecting all the different uh, newspaper articles. Like, yeah, no, actually. So since that's we a lot know, of strength, actually, a lot of we, strength. <laughs> Since since Donnie Walsh is the godfather, the architect, I actually would like to posit this instead. I think Donnie Walsh said on his way out the door, if you don't trade Oladipo, um, my ghost will come and haunt you. Ooh. And then and then just retired. Yeah. That's okay. a heck of a mic drop, that. Yeah. <laughs> um 
um, you you were Joe, you were talking about the the trade, I, I basically just the the finances of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Oladipo makes uh, what twenty one million dollars a year, um, and he is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So, um, if we wanted to bring him back, we were going to have to, you know, pay him a lot of money, a lot more than twenty one million dollars, probably, uh, especially the way he was playing, and and depending on what his market would look like, there there is some, you know, he could get close to a max. Karis Levert, who we brought on, uh, currently makes sixteen point two million. Next year, 17.5, and his last year of his contract, 18.8. So we've basically got got him wrapped up for another three years, and every one of those years is cheaper than what Oladipo gets uh, paid this year. So, yes, as you mentioned, it takes us underneath that uh, tax threshold, which saves us money. Um, Also, Karis LeVert is two years younger. Uh, He's two inches taller. He gives you two more assists a game. I don't know. Um, he doesn't shoot quite as well, but uh, you well, know. Okay, so Karis Levert. He's 26 years old. Went to Michigan. Uh, nickname is Baby Durant. Mm. And it was actually that before he played with Durant for the last <laughs> 12 games. Interestingly, <laughs> right-handed, two-three. Uh, originally drafted. By the Pacers. Hmm. And he ended up, uh, I believe it was a draft day trade for Thaddeus Young. Yes. Um, May have been part of the reason why I never liked Thaddeus Young as much as you guys. Because I really, I'm not a big college basketball guy. um, But I do root hard for the Big Ten. And uh, he's a Michigan dude. Was super impressive there. He's gotten a lot better every year since he entered the NBA. Um, that two assists better per game is pretty imaginary. Uh, he averages 3.7 on his career. He's at six this season, but that's sort of an outlier for him. Um, Vic is actually averaging 4.2 himself this season, which isn't terrible. But this kid's a playmaker. Uh, this is a team that really overachieved last year without anybody on the floor. He's the, he is he was the their centerpiece. Best player. Yeah. He's the centerpiece of that offense. Yeah. Um, you know, at times, Jared Allen is a very good player. Joe Harris does a lot of good things for them. But the ball has to be in Karis LeVert's hands or this team, that, that team could not be successful. And I think it was somewhat of a task for them to turn him into that. He's not a natural guy who just always wants the ball in his hands. It's not who he's been over the course of his basketball life. I think he's going to fit in great. Uh, I think he's a smart player. I think he's a selfless player. He's gifted as all get out. Certainly, he's younger and cheaper and contracted for longer. I love that stuff. But I think he's going to be a great fit. I think he's a kid that's shown that he wants to learn. We've got a coach with plenty to teach. Uh, we've got Malcolm Brogdon as a team leader, and he's got plenty to teach. Uh, this is exciting stuff for us, and, you know, got a draft pick out of it, too. I'll take it. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Harper. What I was thinking about was, you know, I remember how high you were on Karis LeVert when we drafted him. I think as a podcast, we all kind of decided that, you know, LeVert couldn't help us right away, and we needed somebody at that time that could, and Thad Young could do that. Um, and but, he did. Right. 
Teddy's well, Shield was great for us. I love Teddy's Shield. But here's what we, I do remember beyond that is that when PG came up for a trade and there were trade options, there were two guys that we wanted to be centerpieces of those trades that were options. One was uh, Jalen Brown, who looks amazing right now. That would have been real nice to get him. Um, and the other guy was Karis Levert. We wanted to trade Paul George for him at the time. And That's so right. on some level, what we've done is traded Paul George for Demonis Sabonis and Karis Levert, plus a couple good years of of uh, Oladipo in the middle. So, like, you I'm know, this you is what. turning out pretty well. <laughs> I'm telling you what. And the draft pick that we did get is a couple years away. And, you know, we can talk more about what this means for the Nets later. But I, I'm just I'm convinced they're going to curplode. So. Oh, mm, good yes. mm. Yeah, we should talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, Joey. That could be we... our whole second show this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I will talk about the Nets exploding. Yeah, we haven't talked about what this trade is for the other teams. But, Joe, first of all, uh, before we do that, I would like to ask you, um, are you excited about this? Are you unhappy about this? It sounds like you were less invested in Oladipo than I was. Yeah, I mean, look, like I said this stuff before, you know, I his his performance on the floor was good it was it was good and getting better you know and it had been a fantastic um but you know i think that there's just like there was a there, there seemed to be a struggle um you know sort of a power struggle and and his you know he, when he left he was he was the man and when he came back i mean sabonis was an all-star um you know the spotlight wasn't on, on him so much anymore and that might be what he's looking for um so I'm cool. I mean, I'm fine with this. I have no, I have no problems with this at all. I think, you know, look, it, it seems that on paper at least, Karis Levert is a bit, a bit of a downgrade. Um, but it's the whole. You know, we're looking for a whole. We're looking for a functioning unit. And you know, if you save some money, and you know, you get rid of the the negative problems, the the negative aspects of Old Depot being on the team. You know, maybe it comes out to being a positive. You know, and there was just the the reality, which was. Who knows what was going to happen to Oladipo at the end of the season? Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like it you wasn't were probably like, going to lose him. We were going to lose. I him. mean, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. look, <laughs> it's not like it's we not like it's not like it was. There was no doubt. You know, like there was doubt. You know, so so you have to be practical as an organization and and not lose the assets that you have. So it's like, look, it's just to me, this is like being risk averse. And saying, look, like this guy has not like pledged his heart and soul to us. I mean, we got some sort of mis- mixed messaging, and um, you know, it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like some of these other players where you know they're not going anywhere. Um, you know, we wanted to make sure we didn't, you know, cut your losses. And if this is what we fell to, like, care, like, you know, I've not heard anyone ever speak poorly of Karis Levert. You know, like. He's a good player. He's a you know he's a good player to have on your team, and and it worked out sort of on the business side just yeah. just fine. It's hard not so, to be a little risk averse when you're spending you know potentially 150 million dollars, right? Sure, like, it's a commitment. And if he walked, like you, you know how Indiana does in the open market, like screwed. Right. Yeah, right. man. Like we're so, not going to be yeah, able to. So sign. suddenly we have fifteen million in cap space. What are we going to do with that? Right? We're not getting Karis Levert quality. How much can we pay Doug McBuckets? <laughs> <laughs> All of it, I assume. All of it. Um, All the money. Uh, uh, here's can you here's ask a- for a raise. Does that work? <laughs> 
<laughs> I know this is a small sample set uh, because it's just uh, we're we're nine games in um, for the Pacers and twelve games in for the Nets. They've played twelve games already, um, but uh, per thirty six minutes, Victor Oladipo, uh, twenty one point six points, six point one rebounds, four point six assists, one point eight steals. Um, he is shooting 42% from the floor, 36% from the range. Karis Levert, per 36, uh, 23.9 points per game, uh, 5.6 rebounds, 7.8 assists, 1.4 steals, even gives you 0.6 blocks, um, shooting... 43% from the floor and 35% from the range. So you're losing a little bit of shooting. Um, you're getting some points. I think Levert will be playing in that starting lineup. I think he'll be getting close to 36 minutes. You know, he, he on um, on the Nets is coming off the bench. I think that's one of the reasons the Nets were willing to get rid of him. He didn't fit in that starting lineup, um, but he fits in ours. And I think it's going to be a really nice fit. Um, he wasn't seeing 36 minutes a night, uh, but I think, you know, especially the way that uh, Bjorkman's been playing his starters, he'll be closer to that. So, I mean, I think you can see a guy, you know, depending on how he fits, a guy who's going to score around, you know, 18, 19, 20 points a game, which is what Oladipo was giving you. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I mean, think he'll let's, fit let's in. be clear here. Neither of these guys are particularly efficient scorers right, over right. the course of their career. That I mean, that's the thing. Oladipo, yes, he's clutch, but he's an efficient scorer? No. No, not, not by NBA standards, no. no. And Karis LeVert hasn't been either. But, especially this year, he's been expected to have the ball in his hands a lot and make plays, right? And, look. He won't have to do that with Malcolm Brogdon or McConnell. Or no, Aaron he, Holiday. I mean, we're just going to Everyone's expected to do that on this team. Everyone's right, expected. Right, it's great experience he, to have right. that pressure put on you. I just, I think it's great that he kind of had the keys to the car for a little while. I mean, certainly there's other guys who can do it. But like I said, I, I think he's already sort of naturally a selfless player, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I think he's just going to be a great fit. And I, I think he knows what he's capable of more than he did even a year ago. And... These guys are going to help them continue to improve. I just I think that's one of the benefits of, of this sort of competitive locker room is these guys really do push each other to get to get better. And I I, I just I think he's really going to thrive here. I, I I'm super excited for this kid. Do you know much about his defense? Because that's one of the things that I'm curious about. Because I I think I think we all think of Old Depot as a uh, an amazing uh, stealer, a guy who can steal the ball, who jumps the mm-hmm. passing lasers, and also a guy who can stay in front of his man. He's quick. Um, I don't know much about Karis LeVert as far as defense goes. Do we have any thoughts on that? I mean, by the numbers, he's not as good as Vic, right? So Vic, in his heyday, let's call it 2017, 2018, like his defensive win share was like four, <laughs> which is... wow. I mean, real good. His yeah, steal that's how you get an all NBA. <laughs> his steal percentage was three and a half percent. Now, mm. understand those are outliers over the course of his career. I sure. mean, obviously he was he was having an all NBA sort of year. Um, you know, Karis has got good size, good length. 
Um, not he, he's not a very bulky dude. Uh, no. Let me say that as nicely as I can. He's six <laughs> he six what? and listed two oh five. One eighty. Yeah. <laughs> On a bad day, I might outweigh this guy. That's right. <laughs> um, but that said. Uh, like I said, he, he he's long and he's a smart player. He'll fit well in the team scheme. I know he can jump those passing lanes and he's got a great, you know, first step. I think he'll also improve on his man-to-man. I think it's there when he needs it. But again, when you're being asked to do all this other stuff and handle the ball a lot, you know, there's a limited amount of, you know, calories that you can burn in a day without, you know, lighting on fire. So... <laughs> I like I said, he's 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 good and he's going to get better. He's got the size that Vic doesn't, um, which which does make know, we'll you know which makes up on some level for um, you know losing T.J. Warren for a while, right? Like In the short term, we've been Absolutely. running, yeah, we've been running a three guard lineup, um, you know, and uh, you know, Levert. Can, I suspect he'll get a start. Yeah, I think he could be at that three <laughs> slot and be a little bit bigger than. Oladipo at six four at that three slot. Um, I, you also got to remember that Oladipo missed the last game, and that's because of this trade, but because we're um, resting him on back to backs because we're trying to bring him slow back from this injury. You know, if Levert just plays every game, there's something to that. I don't know. This seems like a pretty smart trade from the organization. Um, I'm excited about it. Um, I think this is you're. You've sort of built a really nice starting unit for the future here. I mean, I know Warren's, I think Warren's contract comes up at the end of the year or the next year, but you've got most of your team locked up now till 2023. I, I hate to be presumptive, but I would be surprised if TJ Warren didn't give us first crack. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that he does. Mm-hmm. That dude's fun and put him next to this guy and Malcolm and Aaron and Justin and Sabonis. I mean, there's no team in the league with more depth than us right now. And and it does, it does. I, mean, I, I, I don't know if you, about you guys, but I've been really excited about the beginning of this season. Um, the way that we're playing, um, we're seven and four, but it's not just about our record. Uh, it's the way that we're playing basketball. Uh, these are fun games. We're in these games. You know, there's even I, I listen to lots of basketball podcasts. People are even actually talking about the Pacers right now, um, and this could be a really exciting year. And this kind of this kind of drops a bomb on all of that, but on some level, it also makes things maybe even um, better and easier, right? Uh, because we took out the question mark of what Oladipo is um, and what he's going to do and whether he's going to come back. It kind of just Maybe makes the locker room a little bit. Um, maybe it's maybe, one less thing to worry about. Yeah, yeah. In February, right when we're staring down the trade deadline, it's one less distraction that this team has. It's one more reason to concentrate on the game plan and not the press. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, that's not the headline, but it's definitely a benefit. Yep. So shout out. Shout, shout out. out. Um, welcome, Karis, to. Uh, to Indy, I think that's. Uh, I think it's going to fit in well. I agree. Call any time. We will take that call. <clears throat> yeah, hit me yeah. up. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk real quick about uh, the other the other uh, uh, parts of this trade. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but 
Because it's um, the boost in rockets, is that why? It is the boost in rockets. Yeah, so the rockets, um, they sent James Harden, uh, and he is now in Brooklyn. So he, Kyrie Irving, and um, Kevin Durant are uh, a trio, except, well, Irving is unknown when he's coming back. Um, and <laughs> or where he, was, he is, potentially. Or where he is. Apparently he was partying uh, maskless with uh, some family members and... Uh, who knows? Anyway, so at least we got uh, KD and um, and Harden playing together. They also I've already seen that team. Uh, oh yeah, no, uh, Jeff Green was on that team as well back in the day in uh, uh, in the uh, Oklahoma City. So uh, they're getting the three, the big three back together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So at the end of the trade, it's shout out uh, Westbrook. Um, The Rockets got Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, uh, Curix, three Brooklyn first-rounders, a Milwaukee first-rounder, and four first-round swaps. Do you believe that? Four pick swaps. On top of all the other picks they got. Wait, so what's a a pick swap? You just get the better... Yeah, you get the better of the two. Yeah. Okay. And I'm assuming that those are I'm assuming those are Brooklyn's. It doesn't actually say in this CBS article, um, but I assume no, those are all Brooklyn's. Yeah, my, yeah, they are. Another one shows that they are for Brooklyn. Um, the Nets pick up James Harden. Uh, Pacers get Karis LeVert, second round draft pick. Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. It's a lot of a lot of pieces. I mean, you gotta like that the. Raphael Stone and the Rockets. I mean, they got a lot to build on there. They they're in full rebuild mode. They leaned in hard. They got all of the picks. So hey, nice job, Mr. Stone. That's like his first big move as GM. Uh, well played. So you are you you're. I don't think you're actually allowed to send more than four draft picks, right? Is that right? Or no, you you can send as many draft picks as you want, but you can't send them two in a row. And so the only way to get away with this is to send the um, pick swap in between. Well, I think they do count the pick swap. So it may be that there's some if-thens in this somewhere that we'll find out about later. You know, if they select, you know, a pick swap. Well, no, I think, yeah, but I think a pick swap doesn't count as giving up your draft pick, right? It's just I'm not giving it away. I'm just swapping it, and that's how you get around that in the um, the CBA oh. or whatever. So it's well, not as not as valuable as a pick, but it's oh, it's, it's I mean, it's I mean, pretty it's, good. Like it's let's say, kind of like, better than a pick. Yeah, because if you're bad that year, you get the better pick. If the other team's worse, mm. you get that pick. Like it's great. I mean, I why not just do all of yeah. them that way? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for sure, it doesn't matter what team it is. Right. I'll just take a big swag every time. I just like the right of first refusal for sure. Exactly. So, yeah, like I said, I, I think the Rockets did really well here. And, and I, I Vic's going to be very happy, at, at least in the short term. Well, okay, so he's joining John Wall and uh, um, DeMarcus Cousins. Like, I mean, you know, Houston's not bad right now. I mean. I, why are you defending Houston? No, I mean, they got clutch and stuff. Like, I like <laughs> – I like Clutch, the bear. Yeah, 
The Clutch the Bear, nothing changed about Clutch the Bear. No, I'm just saying, okay, now that Vic is there, I've always kind of liked John Wall. I've always kind of liked DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, I never really liked him. But I I root for him now that he's been injured. I I don't know. I I root for these guys that, that, that really had a lot of talent that just, never quite you made it you love a hard luck story yes yeah. i want to root for all these guys i, I i'm not saying that that uh Fine. that houston's gonna be on my uh you know top 10 list it's probably around to like 17 or 18 but it's not number 30 which it was while uh harden was on it so uh, it's no longer my least favorite team in the league if they're gonna be good it's gonna be because of oladipo I can yeah. tell you that because John Wall is still a huge question mark. We saw a little bit of boogie last week and he is not just not the same explosiveness. He's a big dude and he's got a skill set, but uh, he's not the old boogie anymore. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully for the Rockets sake, if you're a Houston fan, even a tiny bit, Vic can go in there and pour a little of that, you know, magic out and help get that headed in a positive direction because I mean, it seems beyond toxic. Yeah, right now, right with what I, I think. But he's good at this, right? That's what he did with the Pacers. I, I think he's really going to turn that that around. And that, I'm in that sense, I, you know, to give him a chance to do that, I think is a really smart move, and I hope it works out for them. You know, I I I don't follow Houston enough to know why Harden was so mad and demanded that this trade happened. Uh, I mean, it just seems terrible on a bunch of levels for that organization. I hope Vic can figure it out. Good luck to the Nets, too, taking on a guy who just chucked his entire organization under the bus. You're talking about Kyrie or Harden? <laughs> yep. Okay. Correct. I mean, Harden's not going to show up and be the Harden that was averaging 18 points a game for the last few games with the Rockets, right? Like, I mean, he's he's going to be old Harden, and now you have – the two best offensive players in the league with Kyrie or not with Kyrie. I mean, he's, he's in the top six probably. Right. I mean, Harden and uh, Kevin Durant are both unstoppable on the offensive end. uh, And Kyrie has got to be in in that conversation. This is interesting. I'm not saying it's working, but it's interesting. Well, uh, let's, let's pick up uh, our, our uh, Nets shade podcast uh, this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, can I can I also shout out uh, your favorite team, Joey, the Cavs? Because mm-hmm. they're your favorite team, right? They're uh, number two. Okay. They are. They are indeed number two. Hey, hey. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> uh, Jared Allen's good, and yeah. Torian Jared Prince Allen is, is like like a legitimate rotation player. You know, if they could have gotten rid of Kevin Love, it would have been a decent trade for them, for sure. I think there's still stuff coming. They've got Sexland. They, you better hope so if you're a Cleveland fan. <laughs> yeah, no, I think this is good for Cleveland. I, I feel like this trade worked for everybody, except maybe the Nets, although it might work. I mean, again, we don't know. I mean, the it's, Nets it's, are the ones, the ones who definitely got what they wanted. I mean, they're the only right. ones. But I feel like everybody else kind of got maybe what they needed everybody out of should this. Be ha- everybody should be happy this is a great. This is a great day in American history, because of the trade. Because of my because, birthday. Because of your birthday. your birthday. Yeah. December forty fourth, twenty twenty, a day that will be remembered. <laughs> it's today the forty fourth. Is that what this is? <laughs> Stupid year. 
won't die. Zombie year. <laughs> Put it down. Double tap. <laughs> All right, team. Um, I think it's been a fun, uh, a fun emergency pod. Colsey, it's look one of like our you better emergencies. Yeah. 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 No, this is actually not bad for an emergency. Um, I was just thinking about um, Karis Levert. Um, I had a fan of the show, uh, Jared Jared Benford. Fan of the show. Uh, I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, his name is Jared Benford. Yeah, I assume he's a fan because he tweeted at us. Yeah. Maybe he hates the show, but he tweeted at me and asked if uh, Carrot Levert, uh, Karis Levert, would be uh, on my top twenty-five paces of all time now that he's been traded and came back because we did draft him. That is a fan. That is a yeah. real fan because he understands that 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 being drafted and and and, and coming back uh, tends to get you on the top twenty-five list. I will say that. He's he's in the immediately in the uh, top thirty five, top twenty five. He's in waiting right now. That's what happens. He's just, on the bubble. Just by being drafted and, and then traded and coming back, he's oh, he's on the bubble already. No, no, no. What you do in this situation? He's he's number twenty six, right? That's how that works. You've got like ten people at number twenty six. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Correctly. Yeah, yeah. He's right there. He's waiting. Now, right. Um, I think Vic is probably going to drop down. He might take uh, Fred Jones' spot. You know, for the well, you know, Fred Jones. He had won that, a dunk contest. I know, but Fred Jones had that one incredible year, and I feel like Vic's one incredible year was better. Longevity really keeps you on the list. The one incredible year, Vic's one incredible year was better. So let's bump Fred Jones off. Uh, and put Karis Levert at 25. Let's just do it. Let's just make okay. it happen. <laughs> that's, that's fair. It's a fluid. I mean, he hasn't Give even the played a game. What they want? Cole. He hasn't even played a game. But let's let's make it happen. Got to give the people what they want. Sorry, right. it's a fluid list. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, once he comes on, he's going to start killing it, and he's going to be, I don't know, top 15 by the end of the season, for sure. Um, Joe, do you know where Lance is right now? Do you want to know where Lance is? Uh, like on, on my top twenty-five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like I don't know if you like GPS world. tagged him where's, or something. Where's Carmen San Diego? <laughs> no, I just figured uh, you know he's your favorite pacer. I wonder you thought where he was on my list. Uh, it should be. I mean, probably four or five. One of the two. Where um, is he? Well, I'll come over there. <laughs> With Oladipo gone, he moves to 12th. Lance, Ooh, okay. number 12 all time. Wow. He moved okay. up with uh, with Vic leaving. It's a little low, but I like it. I like it. <laughs> a little low. I mean, what, Joey? Are you going to put him above Dale Davis? What are you, a sociopath? I don't know about that, but... Uh... <laughs> you going to put him above Al Harrington? Come on. That's just crazy talk. <laughs> Lord, it's time to end this show. Al, Al, Al Harrington is the uh, the the ding. This means the show's been going on too long. That's when you have to take a shot, Joey. No, I think I'm good. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we'll be back with you this uh, on Monday. Um, and um, oh, also, uh, if you listen to our previous show, it was recorded, of course, before the trade. So um, you, you ignore might ignore it. We were, you you might think we were just uh just, just real calm we were no you might think we were just uh you know living in a fantasy land and just 
just ignoring reality, but we we didn't know. So it was a great show, by the way. I just want if if uh, fans haven't listened to it, I really enjoyed it. Um, I uh, I thought you guys had a lot of insight on um, on why it was better to uh, do a pod without me. I think yeah, it's I don't. <laughs> I don't know how you're able to listen to it without. I've not gotten your donation yet, so. <laughs> If you really want to listen to our shows early, that's right. Patreon.com yeah. slash Undebeatables. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks uh, thanks for hitting us up on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. Um, and, and please, hold Colson to his twenty his top 25. You know, if you don't do it, nobody will. Um, hold him up. And I, thanks thanks for, uh, for calling him on that. And the Facebook. rule of thumb is bigger than your thumb on our show when it comes time to beat Colson. Oh, that's a threat. Ooh. It's like a <laughs> Is it like a Hulk thumb? You can uh it's his birthday, you gotta take it, sorry. <laughs> Wait, gets, I thought no, I thought it was like birthday beatings, right? I get to beat him with the switch i'm the enforcer did you really right. think that was how that was gonna work what did you think the enforcer wanted for his birthday I, to I sh- get beat i show up with the paddle and he just beats me is that what happened <laughs> yeah probably most likely scenario <laughs> yeah you think he's gonna get his you think he's gonna get his own paddle you go you go get the paddle cut your own switch we, we are on the the unbeatables.com is our website there's a contact form there you can send us a message and um uh, you can send us an email, shout out at theunbeatables.com. And we got t shirts for sale at the website slash store. For the Godfather, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sue Leonard. Turn out the lights, the party's over. I think we do have to pour out a little bit for. Call Depot. Just uh, make a stand on your carpet. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Mm. We thank love you, Vic. Vic. Yep, thank you. You know, I, w- I will tell the audience that uh, I limited you to, uh, to, to one song today. I, I thought you were going to be really clever and skip the outro. And just sing happy birthday. Yeah. I'm super <laughs> thankful that you didn't do that. Look, you asked for it, and it says your birthday present. I just, you know, normally I don't get what I ask for. <laughs> happy birthday. No, no, no. No, now you're fired. <laughs> no, no, I, I, won't, I won't put that in the show. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> okay, I might. I believe, I believe... The Undebeatables have an anniversary next week, too. Yes, we oh, do. Yeah, we do. One uh, week inaug- from today. Inauguration Day. Is that right? The 20th. Under-promising and over-delivering since uh, 2013. <laughs> hmm. Or if you're Colson, over-promising and under-delivering since 2013. <laughs>